I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. Here's the fangirls on Jackalope Radio. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Fangirl Radio Show. We have been gone for a while due to plague and travel, um, but we are back. And I have a couple of great co-hosts with me tonight. Mr. Eric Smith. Hello, everyone. And the lovely and talented and apparently immortal Gene St. Gene. How's it going? (laughs) He never ages. The man does not age. And I really, truly think you're a vampire, Gene. I think it's true. I think it's true. Or a living action figure. Or that could be it. Maybe he's Clayface. Maybe he does that. That, that, that would make sense. That would make sense. Anyway, um, we are here with a bunch of stuff to update you about. We have some TV shows to go through. We got some premieres that, you know, it's been like a month. So we have a lot to go over. And we have some news that came out this week that's huge in the realm of the films of Harrison Ford, who seems to be returning to every major character he's ever had and probably killing them off. That's my theory. That's my theory. Um, but before that, let's go through our TV recaps because we've got about a dozen, half a dozen shows here, I think. And first off, we're going to start with Gotham. Um, did either of you watch this week's episode? No, ma'am. Okay, so Gotham, it's sort of interesting how they're putting a lot of stock in these villains and the major hero characters are once again becoming boring, but the villains of the series make it more interesting. And this week we had the weird cult of the Joker return in the form of Lori Petty. Did you guys see her, uh, any of the photos of her character? I did. Yeah, I saw the photo. Um, I'll, I got to preface this by saying I can't stand her. <laughs> but she's the crap out of me. But she's on Tank of, Girl. Yeah, it just, you know, when they had her on the, the show, I have a love hate relationship with the show because I'm very into Batman. I don't mind that they took it down a different route, but it's just besieged with terrible acting and just lame characters like Fish Mooney. Oh, God. She's coming, oh. she's coming back, too. I know. They already warned us that she's coming back. Yeah, when they finally killed her off, I was like, oh, thank God. And then that I completely abandoned the show when they had that redheaded kid playing that pseudo-Joker doing like a bad Mark Hamill. <laughs> and I 
and then finally, when I, I bit the bullet, I sat down to watch it because everyone was telling me, oh, the rise of the villains thing is so great. I could not get through the first episode of the previous season. Finally, I got through it and he got his throat cut. And I was like, oh, thank God. And now I hear they're going to bring him back, too. And then her, she was so friggin annoying the first time. I don't know if be able to sit through it it's no just, i i think what, what they're going to do because they've kind of all right so uh whatever bd wong's strange his his character um hugo strange has actually got these tanks with the dead bodies of these villains in them because oh, yeah. i saw um the guy um galavan uh that was uh played by james frayne who i love and he always dies in everything he's in. He's like um, on the same level as Sean Bean when it comes yeah. to dying. <laughs> and I am n- not joking. He dies in everything. I actually ran into him at Comic-Con once at a party. And it was when he just started being on True Blood. And I loved him on True Blood because he was a psychotic nutjob vampire. And he was perfect. And it was great because he was the obsessed and loved vampire, but he was nuts and uh, and acted like a vampire should act like, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to eat people, you know, that kind of a thing. Right, yeah. And so when I, t- I saw him, I said, don't let them kill you. And he made this motion, like write them and tell them. And sure enough, like two episodes later, he died. Mm-hmm. Um, but so his character, you see him in a vat and then you see another vat and it looks like it's Fish Mooney's head hmm. so she's apparently dead because we know that she i i think it was was that they killed her off by like the the penguin shoved her off a building or something yeah it might have been the last episode of the first season yeah and i did a little dance of joy when she died yeah. um like you did and <laughs> I, I just i really don't want her back and I love the stuff they do with the penguin. I like I, Robin Lloyd Taylor is really good. I think, yeah, and he's fantastic. He he's the best thing in the show. Yeah, because the, and then they do, they've been doing a lot with Jim Gordon's fiance or whatever. The Barbara Gordon, she is awful. Yeah, that, I, can't. I definitively said screw this show. This sucks. That whole thing in Arkham should have been that should have been a story arc that drew Batman fans like me in. I could not stand those Arkham episodes with those crappy villains. It was just pathetic. I don't was, and they could have done so much with that. And I just was really <laughs> bummed out by how it kind of was for nothing. Like they, yeah. it, it, that's part of the problem with with this show is what they'll do is they'll do basically two chapters a season, <laughs> and they spend six or seven episodes with one story arc, and then they completely are done with it. Yeah, and they spend a lot of time on wasteful stuff because, like, like you said, the penguin is a gimme. He's he's great. I can't stand the the woman that plays his mother. She annoys me too. Okay, this, yeah, <laughs> you have a lot of problems with women. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be on this show. You know, the actresses they pick are just horrendous. But the penguin's a great character. Ed Nigma's a great character. They do some interesting stuff, but sometimes it feels like. They're going for this balance between Batman 66 and this real violent, dark kind of Arkham Asylum game. And they just can't figure out what that balance is, you know. And Well, and they, keep, they don't want to come right out 
and do, they've already jacked it up because they made Bruce Wayne too young. And yeah. they, they've got these characters that they're, they don't want to come right out for whatever reason they're teasing the Joker. And that's so stupid. I, I think that's really dumb. Why don't you just have the Joker instead of this weird, well, his name's Jerome. Oh, look, we've got a Joker that's a girl, but she's not really the Joker because she's sort of got the Harley Quinn color scheme going on. And I just... It's probably that same old thing where they can't... There's a certain amount of um, TV stuff and cinematic stuff where the license, where the contracts or the licenses are at odds, and they can't use like you know, like you're never going to see Superman and Supergirl. Probably you're never going to see Batman on this show, obviously, because he's still a little kid. But I think it's probably that kind of a conflict. You know, although they seem with like Flash, Flash is going to end up in the Justice League movie. Well, and they're doing a crossover with Supergirl, which is yeah. pretty amazing. But I, I just, I don't know where their headspace is. I love Alfred. I love Sean Pertwee in it. I think he's doing a, he's great. I, if it could just yeah. be Alfred the Butler, the series, I'm okay with that. It was such a different take on Alfred. Apparently they've talked about that too. I remember that dude from Dog Soldiers. Yeah. he oh, yeah. He's another Sean Bean. He always dies in everything, which I'm like, they can't kill Alfred. So, haha, he can't <laughs> die in this. But he, um, it's kind of funny, too. There's this movie called um, uh, Howl, I think it's called. And uh, it's a werewolf movie set, um, I think it's on a, a subway car or something or a train. Oh, I've seen it. It's great. Yeah. He's the driver. He dies in it, like, immediately. But he's the, the, the guy that's driving the train that goes out. So it's like a little cute cameo for him in a lycanthrope movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I for, I didn't even realize he was in it. I saw it a long time ago. That was oh, yeah. a great movie. I, yeah, it was really funny because I'm like, oh, he's dead. Yep. <laughs> in the trailer, they show him die. But yeah, I, I'm i just really kind of disappointed because they I, I, I actually like their Victor Freeze. I, I like the actor they got to play Victor Freeze in this. And um, I liked how he looked after the fact, but they completely jacked up the story with his wife actually dying. So there's nothing for him to like, you know, the imagery from heart of heart of ice where she's kind of hanging above him like an angel encased in the cold. You don't get that now because she's gone. Yeah. So they completely, ah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's, the show's very over the top, and it's when you go that far over, you have to balance it so you don't lose control of it. And it just feels like a lot of times it feels like they don't really know where they're going. It almost feels like they have a overall idea of someone they want to concentrate on for a season, but then it's like the episodes are written separately. You well, know? yeah, it's like I, 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 they seem to do two two chapters a season of a storyline two storylines each and then they just go nowhere with it so uh, i i <laughs> and and Lori petty shows up and i was waiting for her to be some sort of you know fe- they they made this big deal she was a female joker but she just came off as really forced mm-hmm. i i don't know uh, it it just was kind of disappointing, and 
I, I still, though, I love, I'll keep watching it because the penguin is just so good. He's a really good character in this. And I want to see him like lose his shit over what's going on and, and all the stuff that he just went through. But, yeah, it's a very vicious interpretation of the penguin, but it, it works really well. It's just if they could figure out how the rest of the show works around him and works around uh, the Riddler. And I like the Bullock guy a lot, and I like the 90210 guy or whatever that plays Gordon. I think he's pretty... <laughs> you mean uh, OC? I think it was the OC, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of those... Sissy shows. My my wife used to watch it. She recognized them. But uh, a lot of it is just, you know, it's they're trying to do so many things at once and it just doesn't feel like they quite have control over it, you know? Yeah, and they're really trying to rush through. And I don't know if they're trying, you know, it's kind of interesting that you've got this cinematic universe for for DC. Are They're not even trying to to have anything to do with their their movies and but you've got agents of shield that is actually doing a pretty decent job of tying in and 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 standing on their own yeah i mean i i'll tell you that show i was so psyched into the marvel thing with once they did captain america especially and I started watching that show like everybody did to see if there was going to be little snippets to tie the movies together just to get more Marvel stuff. And in the beginning, it was just it just was terrible until like the lead up to Winter Soldier, because I had quit watching it. And then I was I heard there was a tie in a Winter Soldier. I started watching it again, saw the movie and I've been into it ever since. And it's I didn't grow up a Marvel guy. I wa- I read all the Marvel horror stuff. Occasionally, I'd pick up a cat book or a Spidey book, but it was all DC except for Marvel horror. And I'm more into Marvel now than I ever than I can with DC because DC just can't get the movie things off the ground. But their TV stuff is fantastic. The Flash is great. Supergirl, I think, is my favorite of all the DC shows. I you know I've watched a few Legends of Tomorrow. That's surprisingly good considering. The characters they made it with all felt like kind of cast-offs, you know, mm-hmm. from the other DC shows. And Arrow's an interesting interpretation, but I don't know. But getting a little ahead here. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's I, I wanted to bring up um, and talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because they've gone, um, we were talking about stuff going dark, and that show has gone really dark. When yeah. you When you have your lead heroic character, Phil Coulson, smash a guy's chest in with his robotic hand mm-hmm. and now that character is back and, and as hive and i'm really digging that um i uh, i only got through like i i told you guys earlier about half an hour of this week's episode before we had to record and i'm really digging hive and how he has the imprint of his hand on his chest that the whole look of him is just really creepy and perfect. Um, Eric, did you catch Agents of Shield this week? I have not. Oh, man, you're behind. <laughs> Damn it. I'm way behind. I, I saw nothing last week because I was sick, so I'm trying to catch up on all the old stuff before I can get to the new stuff. Oh, man. Um, yeah, well, at least we don't have iZombie to watch this week. We, we can have a break from having to watch it um, and get caught up on it. But. 
May, yeah, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, a lot of people are comparing this week's episode, and it's it's kind of true. They're doing a real X-Men feel to it in terms of the Inhumans are, uh, no one knows what to do about them, and mm-hmm. people are really terrified of, of these people. And, and the whole aspect of it that uh, they snuck the, the, the Terrigen stuff in fish oil, so people that were eating those pills or whatever got infected with it and either they died or they became an inhuman without knowing that they were doing it. Yeah. Um, It has, it has a little of the flavor of Alex Ross's Marvel's book. Yeah. The mutants in that, how they were like the tone of the book when they got to the mutants is people were terrified of them. They were Mm -hmm. completely freaked out by the mutants and it has a little of that vibe on this show now. It's pretty great the way they're handling it. Well, and I like this episode because um, they've figured out that the blood type of this one character, Creel, uh, is actually could be used to do a, um, a vaccine against being affected by it. So basically you would be killing off any more in humans being created. So now you've got this ethical dilemma of these people, this is a, a, you know, you've, and, and I also like how they're utilizing like the episode before this, which was the one where they introduced that yo-yo character where you have faith versus science. And, you know, you have uh, people, you know, Daisy is saying that it's a gift that she was given, you know, but she's not a religious person. And then you have this character, I, I just call her yo-yo cause that's what they're going to call her. Um, who, sees this as a gift of God and she's using her powers to do good. And then you have other people who are like, this was a, a, a curse to me. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool to see those sides of it. And then you have this episode now where Daisy's terrified that they've got this vaccine because it's basically ending her people. She's finally found who she was supposed to be. This, her family is so tied to this and now they're, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to actually create this thing and keep people from becoming what they're supposed to be in her eyes? Right. Well, it's a similar storyline almost to, uh, what was it, X-Men 2 or X-Men 3 or something? Yeah, yeah. Came up with the, uh, that vaccine against it. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why everybody's like, this is becoming, you know, this is a really an X-Men storyline more so uh-huh. than the X-Men movies have done. Yeah. Yeah, they did a great job turning that show around. I I really look forward to that show every week. Yeah, I, it's actually really, and I love the fact they've brought back, um, uh, crap, what's his name? I, I keep saying the guy from Hulk, um, and he was in Heroes. Glenn Talbot. I, I love Glenn Talbot, and it's funny to me that, um, that uh, Adrian, is that his, what's his name? He was in Heroes. Jesus. Um, the guy that's playing Glenn Talbot was, is also the voice of Tony Stark in the Avengers cartoon series. So he's totally attached to Marvel now. Um, speaking of though, uh, another comic book series that I absolutely love, and I know Eric loves it. I don't know what Gene, have you been watching is Lucifer? Oh yeah. How, how do you (laughs) feel about this show? I'm curious because I haven't talked to you about it yet. Well, I, I read the book pretty religiously, and uh, Pun I, I like. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, 
I like the interpretation of them. It's not quite, you know, it, it always, it always bugs me a little if the character doesn't look like the book, you know, but, um, if it's a character I care about. So he doesn't look like Lucifer in the book, but I like the interpretation of them. It, it's been bugging me online because I got all these friends that I don't have a problem with people's religion, but, you know, some of my lunatic Christian friends were posting about, uh, they're writing a TV show, uh, glorifying Lucifer, making him a good guy. And I'm like, it's a comic book. <laughs> you idiot. It's, it's based on a freaking comic book based on this stuff. It's not like they're trying, you know, this is like some sort of a uh, plot to, you know, turn Satan loose on the world. So that was bugging me. But the show overall, I like the thing that bugged me a little bit about it in the beginning is they're trying to force two genres together. The like police procedural. Yeah, the police yeah. procedural and the supernatural stuff. But I think that the main actor who plays Lucifer, he makes it work as long as as long as they give you a little bit of both. Because if it just becomes CI, if it becomes like CSI with you know the devil, <laughs> with the devil, then it's not going to work. But even the chick playing the cop, she's pretty decent, you know. And I like Mazakine a lot. I've been waiting to see her real face they finally showed yes um, <laughs> no I, I geeked out i actually screeched when they did that i i was yeah, the principal <laughs> from buffy is the angel yeah principal wood I, it's why yes. I, I always call him that um the thing that i dig about about lucifer and, and and you're right the same exact thing the first episode when i watched i'm like I, my biggest concern is that they're going to try and shoehorn this whole cop thing in there because yeah. i want to see more about the 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 heavenly part of it i i love the mythos they've built with this and um that's why i love the lot that episode where he burned his wings uh the wingman right. one i thought that was fantastic and when he just got as i even put it as my head my banner on facebook that scene of him standing in front of them and just freaking out I mean, I thought that was amazing, but I, I really dug this episode and I, I, I called it that her husband, ex-husband was going to have something to do with the dirty cop thing. Mm -hmm. So it's going to, that's going to be interesting to see how, you know, if, if his, if he talks to his, her husband and figures out what's going on with them and how, how she's going to react. Yeah. But I really dig Tom Ellis is playing him. He he would not work, I don't think, with another actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be kind of tough. I mean, the they're balancing it out pretty well on that show. I mean, I like all the characters, even the little kid. She's, oh. I, I love it when she's like, "I love you, Lucifer." <laughs> yeah, and the the lisp with the like missing like eight teeth in the front there and stuff. It's hilarious, and the way he reacts to her too. She's, like, he's like, I don't want you touching me. <laughs> yeah. What, what is this thing here? I don't yeah. get it. And she doesn't leave him alone because she thinks he's the greatest. And he's just, you know, what the hell? <laughs> I love it. I, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. And I, I'm surprised as all hell that I like it this much. Mm -hmm. I, I, for, I honestly thought they were going to jack it up. But it really is. Uh, his yeah. acting and his portrayal of him is so good. And he's so goddamn likable mm -hmm. that you and, – and here's what's some funny. So I went um, – my friends have been telling me, um, Rachel, uh, fangirl Rachel, who she 
she we miss, um, but she's still alive. She's out there. She told me to watch this show called Miranda on Hulu, and she swore swears by this comedy. It's a British comedy. By um, Miranda's the lead actress. She's the, this really tall. She's she was in Spy. She was her really tall um, friend in Spy that helped her out. If you've not seen Spy, um, and so she's got this TV. This show was on um, about five years ago, and I'm talking to Rachel about Lucifer, and she goes, "Oh yeah." He's in Miranda. He's her doofy, um, good-looking wannabe boyfriend. I'm like, what? (laughs) So I go and watch Miranda, and there he is. And he's completely just as charming as he can be in the show. And But he's totally comedic and goofy, and it's so weird. Because he's totally a goofball in this, yet... Boy, he can act because when he turns it on, he turns it on in this show. So if you want to see something funny and, and, and get an idea of how well this guy does his job, go check out Miranda because <laughs> it's, it's uh, worth just checking out because it's a funny show, too. So, okay, what do you guys think about um, what's going on with Legends of Tomorrow right now? Hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> You know, I was so excited for this show, um, all the characters and everything, and I thought it started out pretty well, but it's, um, well, you, Jessica, saw, I, I think it's becoming paint by numbers. Um, it is. It still has potential, but it's, I, I find it predictable, um, and it's almost like everything's being spelled out. And I understand there are probably budget concerns, but it drove me insane in the. Uh, <laughs> You're going to bring it up again. <laughs> the star, no, in the Star City episode, is it Star City, where Green Arrow is? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end, when the when the team shows up to save, um, what's his name? Anyway, when they show up, Firestorm, <laughs> Firestorm is walking down the street punching people. And I'm just like, really? This is what Firestorm... Firestorm is simply walking down the street punching people. He could have simply flown over the crowd and blasted everybody. Maybe it's a budget thing, but I just found that to be ridiculous. Um, You know, there was a fight scene in that same episode where they say something about how there's overwhelming odds or there's too many of them, and yet you see four bad guys fighting the team. And again, I, I assume it's a budget thing. But it just drives me insane. I, I just find it interesting how we're losing team members. And, yeah. And, like, really fast now. And I just couldn't – I love Captain Cold. I think he, he's my I've – t- I've said this before. He's, like, my favorite character on the show now. Mm-hmm. I really don't buy the relationship with Hot Girl in The Atom. No. I well, don't. The Atom's my least favorite. He's so – White bread and boring. Well, but that's yeah, I hate the costume too. Jeez, that like oh, the costume, the costume is god awful. I, I, I just I, I don't buy it. I don't buy that. There's no chemistry to me with those two, and there's no reason. And on top of that, she has her soulmate that died. <laughs> you hey, know? you got to move on. 
good God, within three episodes, you got to move on, I guess. If they stay true to his character, he'll be rebound guy. He'll end up, he'll end up on the outside. <laughs> but, probably true. See, and they add another, and again, maybe it's, maybe I'm just being too picky, but all of the characters seem underutilized. I, I watched the episodes and half of the time I'm like, okay, if, if Ray Palmer would have just put on the suit and used the Adam powers, they could have avoided everything that just happened. It just, but, it feels, it just feels like they're kind of too afraid to go anywhere with it. I don't know. It just feels odd. And this last episode, the one where they went back to the 50s, I was mm-hmm. really, really looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be great. And because, you know, it was um, Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Joe Dante did it. What the hell? Huh. They forced in, like, okay, we got to get the racism thing in there. Let's get that in there. Get that <laughs> in there. Here, oh, we're going to have, like, a, a lesbian sexual awakening. Let's get that in there, too. We got to get that in there. Um let's let's uh, let's do this and it's it was like what just happened yeah. what i it just felt really weird i my my hope is that when they get to jonah hex when we get to that that's going to be badass i, I want to i'm scared though i know point, now i'm, I'm kind of like i'm because it really is it's a great concept i love the characters like gene you said i they're really cool characters but they're not it's not keeping me my attention. Yeah. Uh, My problem with it, when they, even when they first announced it, all the characters they were going to use, like, I mean, I've read Hawkman and Hawkgirl for decades and the interpretation I wasn't thrilled about, but at least the costumes are good. Like when they brought Hawkman out to Smallville I liked Smallville, but the costumes were like Sid and Marty Croft costumes. (laughs) It was like Sigmund and the Sea Monster meet the Justice League. But um, the costumes are cool. They're just not, they kind of look more like Wolverine with wings or something. But um, (laughs) the Hawkman is kind of this little dude, and he's actually shorter than Shiera. And the Adams costume is like an Iron Man ripoff costume. It totally is. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, and I'm not wild about that actor particularly, but so I've, and what's her name? The original Black Canary, she, she annoyed the crap out of me on Green Arrow. Like on Green Arrow, that's another show. Maybe I am a chauvinist because I hate almost every female on that show, except for, um, Felicity. Uh, Felicity. I love her. She's awesome. <laughs> but like, you can't not love Felicity. Yeah, the new Black Canary. I want her dead. His annoying little sister, I want her dead. <laughs> the head of the, uh, the one that's the head of the, um, the ninjas there, the Raza Ghouls crew. Um, I, I don't mind her too much, but man, there's a few female characters on that show that are just awful. Thank God they killed his mom off. She was the leader of the horrendous, um, characters, but. So uh, what I was getting to long-windedly is that they took all these characters that I thought were kind of crap characters on Arrow and Flash and shoved them onto this other show. And I was like, and then they took the guy, I did a little research on this too. They took a guy and I was like, oh God, now they're going to stick a freaking Doctor Who character. (laughs) They've already got quite a few Doctor Who people on Arrow. (laughs) And it's like, I, I know you guys are into it, but other than 
Whichever Doctor Who was the one that was in the remake of Fright Night. David Tennant. Um, David Tennant. Yeah. His, his was the only run of Doctor Who I could sit through. I enjoyed that. And the guy right before him, that guy with the Gumby head after that, I couldn't watch a single episode. <laughs> and I Gumby head, I like that. Can't freaking stand Doctor Who. So when they brought this guy in, I was like, oh, Christ, they're going to ruin this show with a Doctor Who character. So just for the hell of it, last night when we were talking about doing this, I looked up this um, this uh, Rip, what's Rip his Hunter. name? Rip, Rick Hunter. Rip or something. Rip. Rip Hunter. I looked him up. He actually appeared in DC Comics like four or five years before Doctor Who even came out. Yeah, yeah. Like 1959. So it's okay. So he was a precursor to Doctor Who, a little similar thing. But um, at first I thought they're just throwing Doctor Who in to broaden the demographic. But I was like, okay, that's it. But surprisingly, I I binged last night. I watched a few episodes last night because we forgot to DVR like the beginning of the season so that we could talk about it. And uh, I really liked the first four episodes. God help me. Even with all these characters, I hated Captain Cold on The Flash. His like accent that put on sort of like, again, it's like a almost like a 66 Batman kind of thing, which I love, but I hate when people try to do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I love the way he, he talks. Yeah, on, he's on becoming the one of my favorite characters. I too. think he's just a snap. He's, he's just a, a awesome bitch. I yeah. think he's a great bitch. That's what he is. The, uh, seeing the, the chick who becomes white canary. One of the things I hate about her sister on arrow is every single fight you can guarantee that girl's getting her ass handed to her until she starts that canary cry thing. This chick, when they wreck those dudes in the pool room, she is just going crazy. I that's love that. That's one of my fa- yeah, yeah. Th- that's my one of my favorite episodes was yeah. that's of, of the show. Every, every fight scene, she is wrecking a room full of people and it looks freaking awesome. That's what I want to see. That's Black Canary. Not some stupid broad getting her ass kicked every freaking episode. So <laughs> everything about this show that I was going to hate, I really liked. So, you know, it still bugs me they're flying around kind of a souped-up TARDIS, you know. But, you know, I I thought they'd be coming back to, like, whatever city they're in. You'd have an episode where you'd be ripping your face off with all the little, like, uh, love triangles and stuff you sometimes get on Arrow. But... The fact that they're just jumping from timeline to timeline, I really like it. I'm shocked, but I really like it. I, I like it, and I want to see more of it, but it seems like now their they're ship's screwed up again. And, you Gosh. know, it's it's like, come on. I want I want my Western, and I want him to do iVampire. I want him to bring him in. I want I want it. I want they it. Pro- <laughs> well, I, but I haven't gotten as far in as you guys. I got about four episodes in. So maybe it'll wear on me, you know, but uh, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping, you know, for a, a come to Jesus moment like, <laughs> I, uh, like I had with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with it because I really like it. And I stuck with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when everybody was telling me to just, yeah. just bury it. And I'm so glad I stayed with it. Now, I want to talk really quickly about Damien. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you guys have watched the, the first two episodes yet. I saw the first one. Um, the first one, I was sort of like, Jesus Christ, they're rushing through all of this so quickly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, I mean, like, boom, hey, look, I have a 666 on the back of my head. 
Yeah, I was like, wait, that's Arthur from Merlin. <laughs> exactly. I'm, he, I got to interview him at Comic-Con, and it was so funny because he was so nice. And then he was talking about how evil is present in everyone. And then he turned and looked at me, and he stared at me, and he turned the, the Damien face on. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, stop looking at me. Just don't look at me. <laughs> because he, he can turn it on. Uh, but this first episode just was so packed. Like, it didn't take time to build anything. Like, by the way, you guys already know this is Damien. And um, by the way, he's the Antichrist. Boom. And that's it. So I was sort of put off by that first episode. And the second one came along. And... It's a little bit better, but the ending, once again, they're just really rushing through, um, you know, getting him to know who he is. I thought they'd spend some time having him figure out his who his father is and all of that. No, he's been told now in this second episode, it's, oh, he, it's done. He knows who he is now. And he oh. ends up walking into, um, I love Barbara Hershey, by the way. Woman is... is mm-hmm just yeah. personification of evil hotness um she, she takes him with her to her house which is this big mansion and at the end of the episode they walk downstairs and she has somehow she has his tricycle from the omen movie so nice <laughs> they she's got um everything his his suit his boy that little like angus young uh, schoolboy outfit she's uh-huh. got that in there it's like a damien museum and he's standing there like what the hell you know like and she's like welcome home damien and i'm sort of like what how wait how did you get this first of all i mean have you you know they kind and they they've really been utilizing lots and lots and lots of scenes from the original omen movie too yeah they cut right in yeah and so it's kind of like i don't need that i know who he is i've seen this movie uh quite a few times um i don't know i how do you feel gene i really like it i mean i'm a lot of these when they go back to these things that i sort of grew up with i have a natural tendency to want to be very kind of abrasive towards it you know and mm-hmm. i thought that the interpretation of it's pretty good i mean like like you i've seen all this stuff and i'm very familiar with it and when they do something new it's like well i wonder how they're going to weave this together like i don't know if we've ever really talked about like silence of the lambs and the hannibal thing but there was a lot of that there too it's mm-hmm. something i'm very familiar with and you're automatically like your your bristles just go up you defend it. Something new. And it was kind of like that with this, but I liked of where they kind of picked it up where, you know, he had lost his memory and this stuff was kind of gradually coming back to him. And, you know, it's, I think they just want to power through all the stuff that everyone's already seen yeah, in, yeah. in order to, you know, just get to the story they really want to tell, which is probably going to be a redemptive story, him fighting against this whole, you know, this whole thing that he's kind of thrust into. Well, the thing that I'm waiting for on this show, and that's why I'm like, okay, it's only two episodes. I, I understand they're like 
it, it feels really rushed. But I know Scott Wilson's going to show up. And his character is supposedly more the bad guy of the, of the show. Right. When you have Satan as your like lead character, basically, the Antichrist is your lead, and he's the hero, and you have Scott Wilson playing the bad guy, I'm intrigued. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep with this. I, I don't like the rush, but maybe you're, you know, it's just they want to get that all out of the way and get it set up. Because when he shows up, I have a feeling it's going to be game on. I think so, yeah. There's Because there's so many things, even with the original trilogy, there were so many places they could have gone with it, you know. And the original trilogy, I still love it. There's aspects of it, you know, like the whole... The very last wrap-up at the end where there's the final confrontation is a little anticlimactic, but it sort of had to end that way, you know? Yeah, I love the, I love the final conflict. I love Sam yeah. I love Sam Neill in that character as that character. I can't not yeah. see him and think without thinking of him as <laughs> Damien. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't get past it in like Jurassic Park. <laughs> that dude will always be Damien. And and the third movie that that creeped me out, man, when they were like kind of replaying the whole slaughter of the innocents kind of thing to try to destroy the Christ child before he was, you know, come, came of age and stuff. There was great stuff. I love I love those 70s movie serials where um, they go and take all that dark biblical stuff and they were able to play the thing through unabashedly. It wouldn't be like today where you, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was protests against that stuff there, too. But now you can't say a single thing or there's a whole contingent of people that flip out, you know? Oh, yeah. It's- no, I'm, I'm surprised that the witch um, actually got the, the approval of the Church of Satan and still was allowed to play in places without bomb threats. You yeah. know, that, that was surprising to me. Yeah, I think that one went under the radar kind of, too. Yeah, they snuck that one. They snuck that sucker. Well, I know I know one show that we have to talk about that Eric and I are both really, really excited for. And, Gene, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, um, which is Happen Leonard. So, Woo-hoo. Eric, I'm going to let you take on because Gene and I have been pretty much talking this whole time. You talk about Happen Leonard. All right. Well, Happen Leonard is the greatest show of all time. <laughs> um, well, it It's... It is, of course, based on the book series by Joe Lansdale, who is seriously my favorite author of all time. I absolutely love Lansdale and anything he writes. And this is one of the best adaptations of anything, I think. Um, And this first season, I don't know if the whole season is just going to be the the first book, Savage Season. Um, But that's what at least the first two episodes have led me to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James Purefoy as Hap, Hap Collins, and um, what's, uh, I, oh, I don't want to screw up his name. You're asking me his name. He's always going to be chalky white to me. Yeah. And, and I want to say it's William Henry something. Um, um, Kenneth Williams. Michael Kenneth Williams. Michael, Michael Kenneth, Kenneth Williams. Yes. Thank you. Um, he, I, I absolutely love him and he is, he is as Leonard Pine. Oh my um, God. And the two of them have the chemistry. The best thing about the Happen Leonard book series is the chemistry between the characters. And I've always said that Lansdale could write a book of just the two of them sitting at a table talking 
an entire novel of that, and I would eat it up. Um, the, the, I, I was squeeing aloud when things were said from the book <laughs> on screen. Like, I was, I was actually, like, freaking out. It was... It, and, and Gene, if you've not read them, you need to, because they're so good. The, the first episode, when I watched the first episode, and I don't know if this has ever happened to me before, but I literally had a smile on my face the entire time. <laughs> Just seeing the characters brought to life. And if there's anybody who doesn't know, the, uh, it's set in the 80s in East Texas. Happ and Leonard are uh, best friends, down on their luck. Uh, at the beginning of the episode, they've just gotten fired. Hap's ex-wife comes, shows up, and says they have a. She and her ex-husband have this uh, general idea of where a car that was part of a bank robbery is, and there's millions of dollars in this car in a river, and they need Hap's help to find it. And so, what we've got is Hap and Leonard helping these people try to find this car that's filled with millions of dollars. And it's important to remember that Leonard is a gay black man in East Texas. In East Texas in the 80s, yes. <laughs> um, and then you've got this little tiny bit of one of my favorite actors ever, Jimmy Simpson. I love Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy Simpson and Pollyanna McIntosh as um, Soldier <laughs> and... What's her uh, name? Angel. 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 It's Soldier and Angel. Um, we've just gotten a little bit of them in each episode. They're absolutely crazy. Yep. And they're, there's going to be a clash at some point between them and our main characters. But just an amazing show. Uh, it's on Sundance, Wednesday nights. It and you starts, can watch it on their um, website, too. Yeah, on their website. Um, it actually, as of this recording, it starts in 34 minutes. And I can't wait. <laughs> um I think it's on at 10 o'clock. It just, seriously, fantastic. It's it's up there for me. The one show I always watch as soon as I get a chance, which is usually when I get off work at 7 in the morning, the one show has always been The Flash. Now it's Happen Leonard as well. I just I could just watch it over and over again, seeing these characters brought to life. Amazing performances. Uh, Christina Hendricks is fantastic as Trudy, uh, Hap's ex-wife. Um, well, just... It's important to remember, too, that James Purefoy is, is British. Yeah. And, and he's, he, you can't tell, you know, he's a, it, I, I was, I always wanted Bruce Campbell to be Hap Collins. I thought he would yeah. be perfect, but Purefoy's doing it. He, he is, he's Hap. He is the per his expressions on that show, he's like the personification of Hangdog. <laughs> you know, the poor He just guys. looks, oh, he looks so good. And to me, he's, he was always Solomon Kane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a, I love that character, Solomon Kane. And now he's, he's Hap. No, he's, and, and Michael, Kim, Michael Williams is, is Leonard. He's perfect. He's, he's so good. He's so good. And I just so wanted good. to hug him when his uncle was being a bastard to him. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like don't make my litter cry, you asshole. And the, and, the, and they they have the chemistry. The two of them bring that chemistry to the show. Well, that it's, would make or break it. Absolutely, and they they made it. Mm -hmm. Um, I and it's it's one of those shows when I watch it, I can't believe how quickly it goes by. 
Yeah. And it's not an incredibly action-packed show. You know, there are action moments, but it's really about the characters. But I'm I'm watching it, and I, I glance up, and I'm wow, there's like five minutes left. It doesn't seem like I've been It's because you, watching you have it for good actors for that and good dialogue on a show like that, that makes it. You know, that's and that's what that had to be because the dialogue in those books, the the exactly. the repartee between everybody, that's the stuff that I love in them, and they had to bring that, and it's so good. That's Lansdale's strength. His characters are always incredible. Yep, and it's great to see them brought to life this way. I personally was disappointed with Cold in July, which is oh, one of my favorite Lansdale books. I've read it many times. That's the one with Michael C. Hall. Yeah, I thought the movie missed a couple of things. It's still not a bad movie, but it it lacked. I I felt it lacked the character. They kind of missed when it came to the character on that. So this just fantastic. Well, I wanted to do Week and Geek really quickly because we've we've been talking way too much about television. It's so bad. We're so bad. There's so much. I know there is. Um, we had to catch up, but uh, I like I said, Han. Uh, we have. Harrison Ford is coming back as Indiana Jones in 2019. <laughs> it's insane to me. And I, I, I'm sticking to my guns. I think Harrison Ford is going to kill off every major character he is known for in the next couple of years. Like he's, we, we, no, no big spoiler alert here now. If you haven't seen it yet, then I, I'm sorry. But um, Solo's dead. He's, what? He's 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 doing Blade Runner 2 and Ryan Gosling's co-starring in that. So I'm pretty sure he's going Decker. down. Decker's he's dead. He's going to die. And um but then again, you know, don't he we could all? Be a... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty and... sure that Indiana Jones in 2019 either he's going to die or it's going to be a flashback because by that point I think Ford's going to be like 73. Well, I believe the working title is Indiana Jones and the Walker of Fate. <laughs> um, could have that wrong, but, but that's what I heard. But that's happening, which is kind of insane to me. Um, the other thing is uh, we have another short list for young Han Solo, um, which is going to happen. And I still, I'm, I'm with the Jamie Costa group. I think that you should donate to his fan film where he plays young, he plays solo, Saving Chewbacca, which is going on right now. So, but they, um, there's a new short list. One of them is the guy that was in Transformers Age of Extinction, which I'm not even going to bother. Another <laughs> one is a guy from Glee. Um, the one that I'm actually uh, a fan of is Taron Egerton. Who was mm -hmm. in? Um, he was the lead Kingsman. in Kingsman. I would be okay with him being young Han Solo and Eddie the Eagle. And Eddie the Eagle, I, I he's cocky and and fun and can do the action scenes and you know what? I'm okay with that one. But I still think that Jamie Costa or the uh, the gent that was in um, uh, the Age of Adeline that looks like he was cloned from Harrison Ford. Would and played young Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline would have been, you know, my choice. But at least it's not that dude from Fantastic Four. Miles no. Teller. Oh God, yeah, he was on the short list. 
Originally. You don't want to see Han Solo as a drummer? Uh, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will hurt you. Um, Preacher has a release date. I have actually been lucky enough to see the premiere, as have the people at South by Southwest. Oh, um, have you seen it? No. What did you think of it? I'm Without I, spoilers. Uh, I'm going to be writing a review because there's reviews out there now, and I was under an embargo. Ass. ass. Um, <laughs> but there will be a premiere um, on May 22nd, and I loved it. Mm. Loved right. it. Um, I loved Tulip. She is a badass. Um, Arse face looked exactly like he did in the comics. Arse face is in it? Oh, God, yes. Oh, thank you. You can't <laughs> not have Preacher without Arse face. Well, unfortunately, you could. No, no, no. You know. <laughs> this, this is a love letter to the comic book. Okay, great. I, Dominic Cooper is great as Jesse. I, I loved everything about it. It was beautiful. Um, they've got Jackie Earl Haley coming on as the guy that really loves meat. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he looks like that guy. Nice. Oh, my God, it's going to be so wrong. Um, and th that's the other thing. They, um, there was, um, this is slightly spoilery, but someone's already talked about it. Uh, so I don't feel bad. Uh, the Genesis, I believe is what it's called, that gives him his power. Right. There's a beginning of this, you see this spiritual entity go around and try to find a host with all of these um, religious um, icons that are um, talking in their churches and stuff. And they all explode quite graphically. Yeah. Nice. One of them was Tom Cruise. Nice. Well, see, now I'm already on board. Um, the Cruise fact explodes. that they got that in there, and that's what somebody else is saying, is like, we, it was too late. They couldn't stop us, so it's in there now. <laughs> so it, if you have any um, doubts about about this movie or the series, do not have doubts. Believe in Preacher. I, I'm so looking was, forward is to it on Showtime or something? It's on AMC. AMC. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. It, come, I, it comes I always, on. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's, when it's going to be on like a, at least it's not a network, I guess, you know? Oh, no, they're, they, if what I saw is the, is the pilot, they get away with everything that you can ask for them to get away with. Wow. No, I believe it comes on during the mid season hiatus for fear of the walking dead. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> they're, they're actually going to do a, uh, show the pilot twice on Sunday, May 29th over Memorial day weekend. And then they'll come back on. It's it plays on Sunday, isn't that not awesome? That plays yeah. on Sundays, um, oh. but yeah, it's super good. And um, oh, Cassidy, mm -hmm. Cassidy looks like he walked out of the comic. Great, that's one of my favorite non-superhero comics ever. It, and I followed it, Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon from their run on uh, Hellblazer, and yeah. then I heard they were doing this book called Preacher. Didn't know anything about it, but I was there. And it just, just an amazing freaking story. Fantastic, freaking fantastic, um, and I just everything. It looks so pretty, and I got to interview Ruth Nega, who plays Tulip, um, and I got to interview the gent. Um, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. I am so sorry, Sam Catlin. Um, Sam, I got to interview Sam Catlin, and he was one of the guys behind Breaking Bad. Oh, 
and we talked about it and his thing was no we wanted it to be you know the comic and Ruth Nega is just all about it she's and you would know her from Agents of Shield she was the um the girl in the flower print dress oh wow and okay. she kicks so much ass I can't even begin. Tulip is like my favorite character. <laughs> Who knew? I love Cassidy though, but Tulip, Tulip is this. She has this whole um, Foxy Brown coffee vibe in this episode. <laughs> the first episode I saw, just a badass street brawling chick, and so good. So, um, but I think we've just about ran out of time, guys. Um, but yes, please, please watch Preacher. It's going to be so good. Don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> it's all good. They did good. Um, so, guys, thank you so much, Dean, for coming on and just shooting the shit. Oh, sure. My pleasure. <laughs> we didn't get to argue about Supergirl. I know. I kind of, like, <laughs> deflected that, didn't I? <laughs> I see. I see how it is. I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure Dean will come back and fight you on Supergirl. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we are back. Um, we will be back next week again, I promise. And I'm going to go see the witch tonight. And then I also will probably be seeing Cloverfield number 10 Cloverfield lane at some point really soon too. Um, but yeah, the big thing. And of course this month is Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm not pretty optimistic. I'm 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 going in with low expectations. So I'm, not gonna... I'm mostly concerned that they've showed too much and there's not going to be anything left to see. Well, you know? yeah, I mean, it's why do that? I think at the very least, I think Affleck's performance is going to make it worth the money. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, see. We'll see. I, and Jesse Eisenberg's will make it not worth the money. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping one will cancel out. Yeah, the other one will just be neutral. And I'll just be like, eh, that happened. <laughs> Got a lot riding on one movie. That's the that's the problem, you know. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's totally. Although they have Suicide Squad already in the can, so we have that. But yeah, I'm not. Um, eh, eh. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week. So this is Fangirl Radio signing off. Oh, Gene, before we do that, Gene, where are you going to be and where will your partners be this weekend? Uh, this weekend, starting tomorrow, um, we'll be at C2E2. We have a booth there. I think it's uh, 917. We're around in the same vicinity as Diamond. So if you look for them, the guys will find us. And then... Our other partner, Jeff Byers, is going to be at Horror Hound Weekend showing stuff also. We'll be selling our Series 1 figures at both shows. And at C2E2, I'm going to have a little work area set up. I'll be screwing around with Clay, probably mostly just shooting the breeze with people. But you'll be able to see some bits and pieces in progress at C2E2. Nice. And Eric, you're going to be at Horror Hound Weekend too. I am. I'll be there Saturday. Just for one day. You you're lucky you got a Saturday pass. They have one left. Did I I have a Saturday pass? You just said you'll be there Saturday. Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming that means you have a Saturday pass. I don't have anything. I assume I can just go and get tickets, right? Oh, don't know about that. <laughs> we'll, well, see. well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so but 
You might need a plan B for the weekend. <laughs> I won't Man, be at, I'm right. not going to be at Horrorhound this weekend, which is like the first time in eight years that I've not been at a show. Have you been shunned? I've, I've been shunned by non-believers. No, I just couldn't make it this time around. Um, but it'll be a good time. And it sounds like they uh, they actually had a couple more cancellations. But now Ralph Macchio is going to be there. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. So, uh. so Karate Kid's going to be at Hard Round Weekend. <laughs> Christ. I don't, yeah. Well, Hard Round Weekend, they're also part of the VIP package is our horror hound exclusive horror hound figure. That's the that's going to be the premiere of that figure, the zombie version. I think we're calling it the the zombie regeneration was what uh Jeff coined it as. Nice. nice. All right guys, well, um look for the dudes at the cons this weekend um and we will um see you next week on Fangirl Radio. Bye. Great, Great talking to Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye.